0: You are Locked on Balls, your daily podcast on the Tennessee Volunteers. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody. Welcome back into another episode of Locked on Balls. It's your team every day. I'm your host, Eric Kane. I do radio here at The Sports Animal in Knoxville, Tennessee, covering Tennessee football, and I'm a staff writer for VolQuest.com, covering Tennessee football and Tennessee football recruiting. Today's show, it's going to be a fun one. Tons and tons of audio from Tennessee Media Day, where Josh Heupel, Alex Golish, Tim Banks, all four quarterbacks, and a bunch of other players met with the media. So you're not going to hear as much from me today. You're going to hear from them and kind of me narrating and kind of acting as if a uh, a traffic guard, uh, you know, transitor if you will, and just trying to kind of navigate a little bit. And uh, so I know a lot of you guys might be excited about that, but uh, nonetheless, we'll hear a ton from Tennessee coaching staff and Tennessee players in segments one and two. A lot on the offense, a lot about the quarterbacks, and then in segment number three, uh, we will conclude our position previews by looking at the secondary, guys. I'm sorry, I'm gonna I'm gonna skip special teams right now. Uh, Pax and Brooks is gonna be your punter. Your kicker is most likely gonna be Chase McGrath, but that, there will be a competition. Going going on during camp, kick returners. Pick your poison. There's a ton of speedy guys on this team, and that will play out during camp. But that is kind of the rundown here today, so uh, we're going to have a a busy one, so let's go ahead and get into it uh, here on Locked On Vols. Oh, wait, but first, uh, a little little plug here. There's only one place to get all the information you need on the SEC five days a week. That's Locked On SEC with Chris Gordy of Sports 790. When we're done listening to Locked On Vols, go check out Locked On SEC as camps are opening all across the Southeastern Conference. You can listen to that podcast on your Odyssey app or wherever you You get your podcast. So, Josh Heupel kicked off Camp Twenty Twenty One, speaking to reporters in the uh, the the North. Uh, media room there on campus, and uh, one of the first questions he was asked, of course, were about the quarterbacks. There's going to be a quarterback competition in fall camp. There are four scholarship quarterbacks uh, that will be in the running. I think that it's really only three that have a chance to start. And really, if you trim that down, there, I think it's a Harrison Bailey Joe Milton battle. But that's just me right now, and this is coming off uh, a spring where Hinton Hooker was very consistent. But uh, nonetheless, we're going to learn a lot about these quarterbacks over the next couple of weeks. So will Josh Heupel, and so will Alex Golish. Here is what Josh Heupel had to say about naming a quarterback kind of the timeline there uh, kind of a lot of of what he had to say from SEC media days he kind of reloaded and said here in this answer
1: I anticipate us having a starter uh, during the course of of week one for sure Uh, that doesn't mean the other guys won't have opportunities to to share roles I think it's the the challenge for every player to earn the trust of of the coaching staff and show that they're going to compete at a consistent and championship level Uh, once kids do that I think it's important that you as a coaching staff put them in a position to have an opportunity to have a role and, and play a Part of, of what you're doing, uh, quarterbacks just like every other position, uh, those competitive battles that they're in, uh, you dwindle the reps down and make decisions when guys have shown that they've earned the opportunity to to become a one or become a two or become a three, you know, based on on how they perform. And so as we go through training camp, uh, the players will dictate how that unfolds.
0: So that was Josh Heupel on the quarterbacks. Alex golish who came up to the podium shortly thereafter, Josh Heupel, was asked obviously about the quarterbacks as well and kind of what's the timeline on when you want to name a starter and really when you want to focus in on uh, just a couple of guys there you got four uh, there's not enough reps for four guys to get it all all camp long so here's what uh, alex golish had to say about uh, wanting to cut down those quarterback reps very ambitious here from alex golish
2: week week and a half is my goal to at least have a top two maybe three narrow down to a top two um and uh, and the, the neat thing for me as the offensive coordinator is is coach hype has been through it done it uh, I've really leaned super super heavy on him in that regard uh, to help with that part of it and and Joey Halsley has been right at his side for a really long time with it we talk about it daily uh, just like you guys talk about it daily uh, but but for me, for us, as an offense, I think the faster it happens, the better. Now, when it gets announced and all that, I think that would be obviously up to Coach Hype. Um, and if I had it my way, nobody would know till we rolled out on September 2nd. I don't know if that's possible or not here. Seems to be not. But <laughs> I have learned that. So I won't answer the question when it comes up to have to get leaked out.
0: So again, that was Alex Goelich about the quarterbacks cutting those down and, and how he wants to really, you know, the first seven, eight, nine, ten 10 days of camp wants to cut the to- all the reps down to only two guys and uh, we'll see if uh if they get to that point or um at that point in the stage of camp and certainly if they do i'll, I'll let you know here on locked on vols so a couple other things i wanted to get here in segment number one some audio from josh Heupel, some housekeeping things some uh, two very important questions uh, about what's going on in the tennessee program right now uh self-imposement potentially from the university and the vaccine numbers because of course uh gosh the COVID 19 rates are skyrocketing yet again and uh you know i just just hope and pray that it doesn't get in the way of football season and my ability to do my job because I love what I do. Um, we'll get to that here in a moment. But here's Josh Heupel on. Is there any update on uh, the investigation to the university? Kind of how is it dealing with that? How, how are you and your team dealing with that? And have you ever thought about potentially uh, offering your two cents in on what Tennessee should do in terms of a self-imposement? Here is Josh Heupel on all that business.
1: My, my focus and our team's focus is on controlling the controllables and everybody's extremely excited about where what we've done and where we're heading and the opportunity to get on the field tomorrow and, and start our, our training camp. Um, you know... <clears throat> From the moment that I've got here, uh, our administration has kind of handled everything that's going on with the, the NCAA investigation. We've tried to be transparent and true with, with the kids in the building and the, and the kids that we're recruiting. Uh, I don't know where that will ultimately end up or the time frame on that, um, but uh, um, you know, when we do, uh, we'll communicate that with our players. But you know, for us right now, every goal that we want to obtain is out there, and it's up to us to go chase it every single day.
0: So a non-answer there from Josh Heupel. But again, you've got to ask him. Um, it's like talking with Jeremy Pruitt. You, you'd you be lucky to hear from him uh, once a week. But uh, Josh Heupel going to be a little bit open. So it's not like we couldn't ask him again. But it's one of those questions you've got to ask. Hey, what's the investigation looking like right now? And what are your thoughts on it? Another question that you've got to ask right now in 2021 Uh, Coming off the year that was 2020, um, where's the team in terms of the vaccination rates? Because, again, Commissioner Greg Sankey at the SEC Media Days said only six of the 14 teams have reached the 80 percent threshold of vaccination. Tennessee was not one of those teams. Josh Heupel said a couple weeks ago that by fall camp, potentially Tennessee could be there. So here's what Josh Heupel had to say on if the team is there right now or not.
1: Uh, we have continued to gain uh, traction uh, as far as the number of players inside of our roster they are continuing to, to get vaccinated. Obviously that's not an overnight process uh, as far as being fully vaccinated, uh, the windows that take place. But our kids uh, have continued uh, more and more uh, every day to uh, to go into the training room and, and ask and and get that our medical staff has continued to do a great job of educating those guys obviously you can see the landscape of everything is changing uh, day to day just as far as uh, what's happening with cdc guidelines and what's happening inside of this state too and and uh, we'll lean on our medical team to, to help us navigate that when we hit that mark i'll let you know
0: So, Tennessee still not at that 80% threshold, but it looks like it's getting closer and closer by the day. So, uh, those were a couple clips from Josh Heupel, Tennessee head coach, a clip there from Alex Golish. We'll hear more from Golish and defensive coordinator Tim Banks in segment number two as we continue to kind of go over what was Tennessee Media Day as fall camp officially begins this morning at 9 o'clock out on the practice field. Coming up here in a moment, more audio, but first, bet online. It's the Fastest, easiest way to bet on all your sports action. And right now, if you go to betonline.ag, use the promo code locked on, you're gonna get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. How do you do that? Well, go online, betonline.ag, or use your mobile device and go online to the to the betonline.ag app and use that promo code locked on for a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit where there you can get all the information the news the odds uh on your your sporting needs all the news at major league baseball nba nhl mma action all that type of stuff you know baseball i'm I'm recording this podcast right now watching the atlanta braves over my left shoulder and before the next pitch i can go on over to betonline.com right now betonline.ag rather and check out all the the odds the futures the picks for some of my favorite teams like the atlanta braves uh, not you know unlike me I'm, I'm not sitting on the sideline and i hope you are not either i want you to get in on that action and put some coin in your pocket and a great way to do that right now at betonline.ag is by using again the promo code locked on for a 50 percent welcome bonus if you are a brand new user so go ahead and go online to betonline.ag and take advantage of it today it's BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's a Wednesday edition of Locked On Vols. Normally this time of the week, we'll hear from our good friend Josh Ward, but Josh Ward taking a vacation with the family and extended family this week. So, hey, you know that Netflix show Outer Banks? Well, Josh Ward is literally at the Outer Banks. Did they film that show in the actual Outer Banks? Probably not, but Josh Ward is is in the Outer Banks right now with his family. So, I uh, hope that uh, he and the fam have a good vacation and we'll catch up with him next week. But want to get back into playing some audio from Tennessee Media Days. Eric Kane here on Locked On Vols. And we we heard from Josh Hypo in segment 1 and we heard one clip from Alex Golish in segment 1. We'll hear more from Golish here and and again, guys, I, I I think I talked about this, you know, back in spring practice. And Josh Heupel is so great about allowing his assistants and his coordinators to talk, and as a media member, I'm so I'm so happy and I'm a hashtag blessed that we get that. Man, Alex Gullish loves to talk, and it's not like he's talking like himself up or anything. He just talks and talks and talks and talks. So some of these clips are a little lengthy, and I do apologize, but. Uh, you know, it's kinda hard to trim those down, but here's Alex Golish, Tennessee's offensive coordinator. On when at, when he was asked what is your you know, your offensive identity? We hear tempo, 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 but curious on what you would say the offensive identity is and what you what you want it to be this season. Here is Tennessee's offensive coordinator, Alex Golish with really a one word answer followed by a lot of other words, but one word in particular, here it is.
2: Not a big uh,
0: slogan guy,
2: acronym guy. We, we use one word attack and uh, an attack legitimately from a, from an outside looking in what attack means. And it's, it can be quantified, but what attack means is playing harder than your opponent for longer. And, um, and within that is the tempo within that is, is how we play. Um, but, but, In terms of the actual plays and and what we do are the the kids understand the identity we're going to line up really fast we're going to play really fast we're going to communicate extremely well we're going to play harder than our opponent for longer that is a daily battle just like just like the culture we're building just like what we want our team to resemble from the outside looking in from the inside looking out the identity of our offense is is something you're you're fighting for every day.
0: So it's attack, attack, attack. That is what Alex Golish wants his offense to be known for, attacking longer than your opponent. If you do that, you should come out on top the majority of the time. Uh, Quarterbacks, quarterbacks, quarterbacks. Again, we we heard from uh, the head man and the offensive coordinator on the quarterbacks in segment number one, entering camp. Uh, Here's one in particular, a newcomer that Tennessee fans and Tennessee coaches have not been able to see up close in person just yet, but again starting today that's all going to change with practice number one Joe Milton here is Alex Golish on the former Michigan Wolverine now turned volunteer Joe Milton really strong arm guy
2: big body type Uh, I mean big big body he is big he is as big of a quarterback as I've ever been around Um, strong really strong arm um, has the ability to run Did they did not ask him to do that just a ton Uh, but but can win running the football with him as well, um, but extremely strong arm. Since he's been here, you, you kind of look at the film, you realize he's a really highly intelligent, um, fun guy to be around loves football all those things that we preach in recruiting all those things that that we internally constantly talk about guys that are mentally tough guys that are intelligent guys that share a love for the game of football those are the guys we want in our program he fits that i'm excited to see it he's excited to show us he's excited to show himself his family like that that he can take the next step um as a passer, as a runner, as a quarterback, as a guy that can lead, lead a big time college football program to where it should be. Um, now we'll find out. Uh, I'm excited to find out. I think we're all excited to find out because he's the only one out of, out of those guys that we have not seen in person, live in this system, in this offense. Uh, I'm excited. I'll have a way better idea in a week, week and a half, and we'll find out.
0: We flip gears now from offense to defense. And that's not a little segue into our secondary position preview in the final segment of the show. But Tim Banks came up, talked to the podium or talked to the media at the podium, rather. And one of the first questions he was asked is, you know, intriguing. You're going to be multiple. We know that. But exactly what will your base defense be? I think eventually, again, I told you guys, I think Tim Bakes wants to be a four-man front, 4-2-5, a 4-2-5, a, a variation of a 4-3. But right now, in terms of the personnel, Tennessee has more of a 3-4 personnel. Well, because Jeremy Pruitt, his base defense was a 3-4. And so you saw a lot of what Tennessee had already been doing in spring defensively, in my opinion, with that with that 3-4 look, really that 4-2-5 kind of look, but multiple frame. But Alex, or excuse me, Tim Banks has asked, what do you want your base defense to be this year? And, well, got a few laughs there at the beginning. Uh, here is Tim Banks, Tennessee's defensive coordinator.
3: I wouldn't tell you if we had. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, we're, we're going to be multiple. I mean, I don't think that's a secret. You know, I think at the end of the day. You know, when you're going to see um, two backs, you know, multiple tight ends, then one week you may see all empty. I mean, I think you need to be multiple. So that's the way we're building the defense, you know, and based on who we're playing, you know, obviously we'll feature, you know, one front, maybe more than the other and maybe more defensive backs more than the other. So it's just really going to be based on the games.
0: So again, kind of a non-answer kind of week to week based on the games. I mean, it does make sense. You've got to be able to adapt. That is what that is what defense is. It's all reactionary, right? You've got to be able to be multiple and got to be able to adapt. And I get all that. But again, uh, sooner or later, I think that, uh, that that base defense will be a 4-3. It might not just be in 2021, though. So uh, we move on. Tim Banks. I asked Tim Banks, hey, I-, I know you might not have been able to talk to your your team about it yet, your unit about it yet, but – you know, uh, back in my day, I know you guys get a kick about when I talk about when I play the Carson Newman, um, you probably roll your eyes. But, you know, we had defensive goals uh, every single week, uh, every single game, every, you know, for the season. We had defensive goals and it was, you know, to hold opponents under 17 points or less, you know, force two turnovers in the game, stuff like that. Um, I didn't get into specifics when I asked this question, but I was just like, hey, do you guys have any goals that you set out individually for game in and game out? And uh, the answer was short and sweet and it was simple and, and it works, especially in my opinion for a defense that is going to struggle at times this year. Uh, give this a listen. I like this answer from Tim Banks on uh, the goals for his defense.
3: To win. Yes, that's number one goal. You know, we want to win. You know, we want to find a way to do our part to make sure that at the end of the day that that UT is successful, you know, and whatever that looks like, you know, week in and week out, you know, we don't know, you know, but we obviously have some core fundamentals and some beliefs that we have that we think are critical to us playing great defense. But but ultimately, our number one goal was just to win, you know, and that's how we start everything and that's how we end everything. What do we need to do to win?
0: Or in other words, just play complimentary football. You might give up a ton of points. You might give up a ton of yards, but again, it's something I've been preaching all off season and really since uh, this whole coaching transition has been made. Can you come up with a timely turnover? If you can, that's complimentary football. And uh, just win. Do whatever it takes just to win. And that's all that matters at the end of the day. So uh, that was Tim Banks. Here's one more from Tim Banks before we uh, get into segment number three. A big addition to Tennessee's defense. Uh, The Volunteers added two players at every level of the defense. Deshaun Terry, Caleb Tremblay in the front line. uh, William Muhan and Jawan Mitchell, a linebacker. And Brandon Turnage and Kamal Haddon in the secondary. But uh, the big one in the middle of the defense coming over from the Texas Long Horns you know fellow SEC uh, friend and colleague Texas uh, led the Longhorns in tackles last year Jawan Mitchell he is going to uh, play all the football he possibly can for Tennessee this year I expect him to lead the unit in tackles again um, here's Jawan Mitchell or here's an answer from Tim Banks on Jawan Mitchell and the impact that he'll bring to the defense
3: we're we're excited about him you know obviously we watched him on tape you know he was a kid that you know see ball get ball type of guy you know a guy that um, you know relished in contact you know but is also able to play in space so um you know we're excited you know from everything we understand he had a really good camp you know in terms of his level of conditioning so um you know obviously a guy that's been in a fire you know i think he's eager to you know see how we do it here and you know i think he's really eager to you know get this thing going tomorrow so so i'm excited about him you know that was obviously the linebacker room was one of the rooms that we felt like we needed more depth you know just some more bodies and you know he obviously provides that and you know we're excited to see him um have a chance to um participate with our group um tomorrow
0: All right, that was Tennessee defensive coordinator Tim Banks. We'll hear more from Josh Heupel, these guys, and more assistants and more players as the week goes on. But wanted to make sure you guys got plenty, plenty of audio uh, for your morning commute breakfast and uh, just kind of get a recap of what Tennessee Media Day was uh, here on a Tuesday. All right, so coming up, we will break down the Tennessee secondary with our final position preview. But before we get into that, let me tell you about Bill Barr. Now, it's camp season, and... I'm going to have to ask some of these players, are you guys a fan of Bill Barr? Because Bill Barr, it's actually the perfect little protein snack that that football players need during uh, a trying time uh, like camp season over the next couple of weeks whenever you're constantly in meetings constantly on the practice field constantly in the weight room i mean camp it's it's a beast man and sometimes you just need a little something to get you through in that that uh, mid to late afternoon before supper maybe before bed at night maybe a mid-morning snack and what's better for that craving than a built bar you got nine delicious flavors i've I've name them off all the time i'll name them again it's salted caramel double chocolate, peanut butter, brownie, mint brownie, raspberry, cherry, coconut, almond, and coconut. Plus the limited time flavors like the grasshopper, the Grasshopper and, uh, you know, some of the other, the Mint Brownie as well. Those are on on a limited-time sale right now, and it tastes like the, the Thin Mint, as are the Raspberry, and you can get those all at BuiltBar.com. Most of these Built Bars, 17 grams of proteins, only 4 grams of sugar, only 130 calories, only 4 grams of net carbs. A couple of the flavors have up to 18 grams of protein, just 180 calories, just 5 grams of sugar, and only 5 grams of net carbs. They're all amazing, tasty. Flavors, but most importantly, they are all healthy. So, if you want some built bars, I encourage you right now to go to builtbar.com. And while you're there, use the promo code LOCK15, where you'll get 15% off your first order. That's builtbar.com. Promo code LOCK15 for 15% off your first order. LOCK15, 15% off at builtbar.com. We come back to conclude the hump day edition of Locked On Valls. That's a Wednesday Locked On Valls, recapping Tennessee media days. And now we're getting into our position preview, the final one of the series, guys. The final one looking at the Tennessee secondary. I'm Eric Kane, host here of Locked On Valls. You can follow me and this podcast on Twitter at underscore Kaner and at Locked On Valls. So when you look at the secondary, guys, there's a ton of people returning, really. All but two. Bryce Thompson, who left for the NFL. Key Lawrence, who transferred to Oklahoma. And, again, I think Key Lawrence is a big loss because I think he, you know, when it's all said and done, I think he might be the best one to transfer during the offseason. Maybe not as good as Henry Tualtual, but uh, Keyshawn Lawrence is a player. He was a former number one overall prospect in the state of Tennessee. He was a a top 50 prospect in the country back in that class of 2020. He was a true freshman last year. Didn't get a whole lot of PT simply because COVID year – in and out of quarantine, moved around positions a little bit. But uh, he was going to play a ton this year, I can guarantee you that. But uh, Tennessee does bring back pretty much everybody outside of Bryce Thompson and Keyshawn Lawrence. So um, who are those guys returning? Well, your two starting safeties and Trayvon Flowers, Jalen McCullough. Uh, Your starting nickelback from last year, Theo Jackson. You've got your starting cornerback, Alante Taylor, and then two guys who started at cornerback at times last year, Kenneth George and Warren Burrell. Uh, Tennessee also brings back Tamarian McDonald, Denico Slaughter, uh, who saw some action a little bit last year. All told, Tennessee's bringing back 77 career starts in the secondary. So when you're adding to that this year – Tennessee, though you thought you might have some depth, well, you really didn't at cornerback during during the offseason, during spring practice. You're bringing in former Auburn transfer Kamal Hodden to try to compete for a spot at cornerback, as well as former Alabama Reserve Brandon Turnage, who was a really highly touted prospect coming out of that class of 2019. So those two players are now added into the mix at cornerback, and... As our newcomers Christian Charles, who was here during spring practice, who can play a little bit all over back there. Cornerback, safety, nickelback, Deshaun Rucker, as is Kamen Marley, who's going to start his Tennessee career at the safety position. But he could be moved to linebacker before it's all said and done. Maybe even he could be play on offense as well he's a very versatile guy is Marley who was the late summer arrival uh, due to I had to get some things taken care of before he got here on campus so uh, again that that's that's kind of the lay of the land in terms of personnel back there of scholarship players here are some numbers here Uh, the number is two that's number of interceptions by vaults returning defensive backs from last season that is not good that's not going to get it done Uh, that's probably the biggest weakness I'll hit on here in just a second is the lack of playmaking ability you got guys who have played an awful lot, kind of like the defensive line. You got a lot of guys who have played but but what have you done with that? Not not a whole lot. 265.8, that's the number. That's the average yards passing by opponents last season and 77, that's a career starts. I mentioned that earlier. Career starts by volunteers returning in the defensive backfield. So, experience, now it's a new system. Um there's new terminology. So it's it's different, but you still have guys who have played in the SEC, who have played a lot of football, and you have good leaders back there. In Alonte Taylor, he's one of the captains of the football team. He's one of the leaders of the SEC. He represented Tennessee at SEC media days and did a fantastic job. Alonte Taylor is um, a guy that has played pretty much since his first game as a true freshman, with you know missing some time here and there with injury and you know different you know personnel packages. But uh, in terms of going out there and getting a pick, pick six, big pass breakup corner blitz and Alonte Taylor's played can Alonte Taylor start showing some of that playmaking ability uh Jalen McCullough who came on and started the back half of his, of his freshman season in 2019 took a step back last year a little bit Tre- uh, Trayvon Flowers is a guy that simply just can't stay healthy throughout the duration of his career Theo Jackson might be one of the fastest guys on the team and that's saying an awful lot because Tennessee's got some burners um, and he kind of found a home last year at the star position which is nickelback but too many times he was letting guys run behind him and again that's why I think playing playing cornerback playing defensive back and even that inside slot corner which is a star position is the toughest position in all of sports it, it it's absolutely tough cuz you're going up against guys like Anthony Schwartz of of Auburn who's now with the Cleveland Browns who was an absolute burner, so uh, that's kind of who you're bringing back as well. But you're also bringing back a coach that wasn't here when any of these guys were here on campus, but a guy that spent a lot, a lot of time at Tennessee under uh, you know the Butch Jones coaching staff, and that is Willie Martinez, one of the. Uh, most well-respected secondary coaches in the country. Very smart, very knowledgeable. I've been over a campus a ton this summer for those camps for prospects, and I've got to see up close and personal how Willie Martinez is instructing these guys and coaching these guys up hard on them. Comes up, loves them, teaching them. It doesn't matter if it's a if it's a prospect you're trying to get and try to lure it to the University of Tennessee, but he's gonna coach you up hard. And I think that's a big reason why a lot of prospects think so much of Willie Martinez. But uh, a guy that's coached all over has done a really nice job. Um, has familiarity with Josh Hypel, though, be it you know different sides of the football, but he was on his staff uh, down at UCF and then came back to Tennessee. So uh, the resume, the returners, the additions—I think there's going to be some great competition at cornerback, um, and I think Tennessee's secondary will be improved in 2021. I was asked uh, a couple nights ago, you know, heading into camp, what's what's kind of your your starting five back there back there in the secondary, and I said, well. I think Elante Taylor, I'm pretty safe that he'll play one of the cornerback spots. I feel good about Trayvon Flowers and Jalen McCullough at safety. And then after that, um, I would lean Theo Jackson at Nickelback because, again, experienced guy. He's done it before. But I think Danico Slaughter, I think Tamari McDonald will push him there. I think Christian Charles could maybe you know have, have a little say in that as well. And then at the other cornerback, I think it is absolutely wide open. <laughs> I think that Kenneth George Jr., I think that Warren Burrell, Warren Burrell who had a really nice spring – those two guys will be up on the pecking order to begin with because they've been here. But then you got Brandon Turnage, who has not played an awful lot in college, but look where he came from. It's Alabama. They're loaded everywhere. And then Kamal Haddon, who, again, is an interesting story. Mississippi uh, State Junior College or whatever, and then or Hutchinson Community College, excuse me, and then went to Auburn, was there during the spring, and then wind, winds up at Tennessee. There's a lot of competition there, cornerback. And can you know, one of those guys give Alonte Taylor a blow and and, and – Push Elante Taylor at the other cornerback spot? Absolutely, I think so. Could one of those guys potentially have a run at, uh, at, at the nickelback spot, at the star position? For sure. T- Tim Banks has actually asked about that uh, on Tuesday, and he said those guys have a background of corner, but you know we'll, we'll see what happens in fall camp. So not not closing the door. So the strength is the returners, much like the defensive uh, defensive line, but the weakness, again, much like the defensive line, is just the lack of playmaking ability. It all ties in. I'll say it again. If you get a rush up front, it'll help your guys in the secondary. And the thing about this defense is it's going to be bend. It's going to break at times. It's not you thought I was going to say bend but not break, right? It's going to bend. It's going to break sometimes. You're going to give up points. You're going to give up yards. But can you force a costly turnover? Can you average over a turnover per game? That's playing complimentary football. And that is what Willie Martinez and Tim Banks are trying to get out of this secondary that returns an all, an awful, awful lot of, uh, of individuals. So, uh, that is the final position preview guys. Appreciate you for hanging out during this, uh, little mini series as we like to call it here on lockdown falls. and, It is full speed ahead, camp season, as practice number one comes up later this morning at 9 o'clock out on the practice field. Josh Heupel will actually meet with us again following practice, and I'll bring comments and uh, get you up to date on what Josh Heupel said on a Thursday edition of Locked On Balls. Now that we're done here with Locked On Balls for Wednesday, I want to remind you guys about the Locked On Bets podcast. Betting on the SEC – betting on football. I mean, it doesn't have to be a guessing game anymore if you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get your daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get your podcast. A load of show, guys. Hope you enjoyed the content. Hope you enjoyed the audio. We will have more tomorrow. Camp season is officially here. I will be at practice, and I will tell you everything I saw and all of my observations from day number one of Tennessee fall camp. That's coming up on tomorrow's show. So, guys, enjoy it. Until we talk again tomorrow, have a great rest of your Wednesday, everybody.